your brow today takes everything you got Taking a break from brown girl worries Let's all drink up a shot Wouldn't you like to get away? Grab your phone and download the Budge Up Podcast right away So they keep us entertained You wanna be where you can see Problemas are all the same Assimilation where butchers put all the blame You wanna be where you can see Problemas are all the same Assimilation where porches put all the blame. Welcome to the Pocha Podcast, where we're vibing at the intersection of brown pride and assimilation. I'm Kat. I'm Charlene. And this, Charlene, is Episodio 37. Wow. Almost in our 40s, like us. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. And we're in April of 2022. Happy to be back um, to have you all here with us. All two of you. We've raised it to two. Yay. I thought we were at five. We've raised it to five. <laughs> it's season four. Season four, uh, new season, new us, um, and new episodio for you. I'm excited about this episodio, quite frankly. Oh, good. I've been waiting a, a while mm-hmm. to talk about a few things. So what we're going to get into is limpias, school funding, but, you know, not not where you think it would be, mm-hmm. not at the primary level, like mm-hmm. K through 12. We're talking secondary education. And guess what? Tell me. We have a new Supreme Court justice. Tell me more. And we are excited about Justice Brown Jackson. Yes. That's our KI de nuevo because that is incredibly new. Like how many people of color and or women of color have we had? on Mm -hmm. the bench Mm -hmm. two exactly two so we're going to talk about 50 percent of them remind me how many black women again one exactly one (laughs) exactly just one so (sighs) we will be talking about i mean we'll get we'll do a a little bit of a deep dive into that one because there was the process and there's the human yes but first there is the limpia (gasps) bum 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 and the reason charlene Mm -hmm. that i wanted to talk about this is because it is part of our cultura, mm-hmm. and it is something that I had never gotten done until recently. Really? So myself, but as, as well as our shared office space. Mm-hmm. The first was at the office space, and then because of the office space, I was like, I'm going to go for it and get Olympia done, done on myself. Right. And I, I'm, I'll get into a couple specifics, but... If I would not have seen it with my own eyes, I would not have believed. And, you know, it is part of our cultura, right? Like, you've heard of it. You know some folks who have done it, right? Oh, yeah. And, you know, I don't know, like, is it one half actual? Is it one half... Um, you're putting that out in the universe. You're you, you're getting something out of it that you expected. Like it's a self fulfilled prophecy. Mm. I'm gonna feel better. Therefore, after the webo, I will feel better. Mm-hmm. Like the placebo effect. Yeah. Or like a horoscope. Like I already had this one bit of truth, and now I'm gonna project onto and sure. and only pull the pieces out that make sense for me. Right. Mm-hmm. So that was what that was what was surprising with me was that I I if I literally didn't see it and or hear it. Mm. 
I would not have believed. Like I believed in it. I believed in the process, but I had never gotten it done because it was like, uh, you know, I don't know if that I have a hex or I don't know that this, that, or the next. But <laughs> after they, after they cleaned the office, then I was like, okay, we're going to get this done on me. Mm-hmm. So, but, um, what do you know about limpias? Um, my first experience with it and with curanderismo in general was as a child at my grandparents' house. Um, not only was my grandfather, I wouldn't say he was a curandero by any means, but he was very much into hierbas and using alternate healing methods outside of Western culture. Um, and he very much, he had a te for whatever ailed you, and he had um, different roots that he would pull from the riverbank that were to clear infections, and he very much, that's just, that's what he did, and it wasn't a big deal, it was just he had these little glass jars and little baggies with all these little things, um, and he would go to his medicine cabinet that was both filled with, you know, your good old Tylenol and prescription meds, and then all these other things, like they just went together. Right. Complimented um, each other, kind of. Yeah, exactly. And then I remember specifically two times, I was very young, um, had a really high fever, which is super scary when you're, you know, your kid has a high fever. There's a lot that can go wrong. Like your body's just not supposed to get to a certain temperature. Of course, that's the way you're fighting an infection. But once it gets to a certain point, it's scary. Mm. So my family was pretty worried. Um, and my grandma had somebody come over and do uh, a wevel because that was like the last resort. Um, and at the time, I don't, I don't remember them being like, oh, this is beyond Western medicine. This is a, some kind of curse or hex. Or, like, I don't remember that being a concept. It was just, oh, this senora is going to come over and do the wevel. And then, you know, it turned brown and all the things. And then my fever broke. And it was like, oh, the limpia worked. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. that's really all I remember. And I don't remember it being scary. Or um, I remember the egg being cold. And they put it on my belly. And then... I don't know. That's really all I remember. And then another time when my grandmother was really sick, um, that poor woman uh, like was on her deathbed like 72 times before she actually <laughs> passed away. Seriously. I, I'm not even trying to be she funny. Like, like my poor cat. mom, by the time they actually called and said like, you might want to come to the hospital. There's not a lot of time left. She was like, again? Like how many times? No, but seriously. How many times are we going to do this? Um, but she... Uh, a, a woman came over and was praying in tongues over my grandma. And that was scary because I was used to hearing Spanish in the house and, right. and speaking Spanish in the house. And I was used to hearing English in the house, but this was not like a language. This was like creepy. And I do remember that being weird, but, um, so I, I did grow up with it being kind of a normal part of healing. Like mm-hmm. that was a part of healing. And then, uh, my stepdad grew up in Española and, and very much talks about growing up being sort of like an apprentice to mm. a curandera and being the little guy that would like hold the hierbas and hold the different crystals and tools that she was using. And he is very, he, he takes it very seriously. 
like if I talked to him about oh I'm gonna get a limpia he would be like you need to tell me everything about this person because this can go very wrong mm-hmm. if it's not the right person you can open up bad energies like this can go this is not a joke it's not something to play with it's not like a horoscope like he's very yeah, this is not the Ouija board no he's very intense about it so um yeah I definitely have grown up just feeling like it was kind of a normal thing so kind of the same like I grew up knowing what it was Mm -hmm. there were curanderas my grandmother um from what I understand used to do uh like like the same teas for different things that were ailing you and she was really good about what Mm -hmm. tea for what thing Mm -hmm. so I'd heard about it but it I and I don't ever remember my mom bringing that into the house. Mm-hmm. Not that she couldn't have, not that there may not have been a time where there was a webo under my bed, but I never, cogn- I don't have any cognitive re- uh, memories of it. Right. So it wasn't something that had happened or that I was, I had seen or witnessed or anything before. It was just a general knowledge of this is what it is. So the limpia, which cleans negative energy. Mm-hmm. And then the huevo is one part, one aspect of the cleaning, burning a whole bunch of things or as- aspects of it as well. And the, the huevo like pulls the energy mm-hmm. or pulls the malady from you. It's a vacuum. And, yeah, it's a vacuum. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's before the bissel, it was the huevo. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you cracked it and put it in water um, in a glass or whatever. And yeah, so, so I knew what it was. It just, I just never had had seen it so what got you to the point you know 30 years later that you were like you you're know, so generous i know that you're like um this is what i need to do right now so a, f- a mutual friend of ours mm-hmm. had gone down a path of having some bad energy on her and utilized the help of an individual mm-hmm. and so and it was one of those things where like wow, this sounds too good to be true, mm. but... And this is a trusted person This is a you. trusted person. Right. But I trust her so much that I'm like, if she says this happened, mm. as crazy as things may have been, sure. this probably damn happened. Mm-hmm. So before we get started on our work, like in our professional lives, um, I wanted to do a cleansing on our office mm-hmm. just to, you know... Whether there's a hundred percent belief or not, it was just okay. Let's just do a safe mode and and reset and ground the office, right? So more of a what could it hurt? What could it than hurt? anything else? Sure. Okay. Um, and also, and I will caveat this by saying we do have an altar in our office. Mm-hmm. I do burn sage because I do believe in the properties that sage has. I do have crystals and different rocks because mm-hmm. I do believe in the properties of energy that transfer and. Um, and again, whether it's a placebo effect, I feel better. I feel, sure. you know, in a different space. So fast forward, or I guess rewind at this point, to the the beginning of the year. And we bring this person in and they start doing stuff in the office. Now, I did not tell this individual anything about who is in this office. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, that was the first time I had met them. Right. And if I, I'm telling you that it was just crazy, the things, the way the smoke played... And, you know, I burn sage in there. So I have seen how the smoke goes in random directions or this or that. But to see it go in specific directions, to see the feather drop and spin like clockwise Mm -mm. and land in a very specific 
position each time was I was just it I was my mind was like blown away by all of the things and the air some of the areas that the individual went to and had a little bit more difficulty with were tied to Mm. you know just different events or events or or memories or things Mm -hmm. and these were not things that they didn't say like oh the first annual cup of you know (laughs) water that you had here they didn't say anything specific it was just I knew Mm -hmm. what it was they did not know what it was right and to just see the correlation without anything without any verbal transaction happening about it which to me them I mean I could go to random ass corner of said any building that's existed for more than five years and be like something great happened here I feel an energy and people can add all their shit right but when you start talking about physical things happening that go against physics or just the natural way vapors or smoke float into the air without another force like air conditioning or a fan or things like that that freaks me out it it freaked me out mm-hmm. i was on a i was actually on a call to, or a virtual meeting doing some work and i'm watching this out of the corner of my eye and i am like trying not to poo my pants while on this this call of like i'm seeing what's going on and i'm trying to stay steady and do the things that i need to do but this is weird i'm probably going 15 different shades of pale as this is happening yeah but and you know for some of those things that physically happened like one or two times of the feather going in the exact same direction, landing in the exact same position. Okay, whatever. But this happened like five or six times that it Which, it like, just this. probability. That right. That is not... No. That does not fit our... No. What we know about probability. There's 360 degrees in the way that it yeah. could have landed, and it did not. Um, so it was... So after I saw that, and... Really, the office did feel different. Like again, placebo effect, maybe. But mm-hmm. do will I have changed that? What did I think it was worth it? Absolutely, I right. would do it again. Mm-hmm. So because that happened, I was like, okay. After the heaviest duty part of our work, I was like, okay, I'm invested. I'll do this. I'll have it done on me. So then that individual comes to the house, and um, so what they use, and you know what's typically used in limpias, right? We mentioned the huevo. We mentioned they burn things like tobacco or sage, mm-hmm. yerba buena. Um, sometimes they have you smoke some of the things. Like I was given a cigarette specifically to smoke before we got the got everything started. Um, you might have to drink something like tea, like what have you. Um, and uh, there was like a series of movement on my body to remove things like her physically touching her you? physically touching me mm. just like to just not like rubbing but like sweeping sweeping yeah sweeping yeah that's it exactly and it was in that space that I was like holy ca-. like there was one very specific thing that she had mentioned so the grandmother that I am closest to, was closest to was my mom's mom and she passed away in 08. Mm. And um, after she had passed, another person with abilities had told me, and this was, you know, in 08 that she had passed, this other person with abilities had said at that time, like, your grandmother's around, you just don't listen to her. And some good, what are we, 14 years later, whatever it is, I can't mm. math, 
<laughs> this individual, you know, while we're in the throes of doing things, says to me, your grandmother's around. Why aren't you listening to her? And I was like, there is no way, right? you know, that you could have known that exact thing. Could people have guessed like, oh, you're in your 40s, probably good chance that a grandparent has died. Sure. Good chance it could have been a female. Um, so could guess at a few things or what have you. But to be very specific mm. about it. And then just the other things that were happening. Like I went through a total of like six eggs. Um, because I had never done one before. So I had, I guess, accumulated so much energy in my life <laughs> that it took a while. And it took longer than I anticipated, 100%. And when you say you went through that many eggs, like, what does that mean? So, you know, the the egg movement, starting with the head, going down the body, there were some specific spots that she had to do again. Um, and so it was movement of the egg on you, right? Like starting with the head and then break it. They do the examination while it's in the the clear cup with water, looking at all of the stuff in the things, and and interpreting what's in there. Right. You know, taking pictures, blowing them up to see th- certain things, interpreting them, and they talk to their own intercessor, I guess, and then they you know do another part or they have to burn something else, and mm. it really it was like five hours uh, process and five hours five hours and it was incredibly emotional and I was incredibly tired afterwards not just because it was five hours five hours not just because it was it was like emotionally a toll like I was crying no there was don't say no no I'm just thinking like we'll have to spend the weekend in the woods if I get it (laughs) (laughs) we'll just have to like move to the she's just gonna have to bring her own chicken (laughs) Just like keep them coming. And yeah. Okay. So after hearing all of this, like you, you, the last time you had one was when you were a kid and it was on your belly and it took away your fiber. So, um, and I'll say like, what, a good 24 years later. Mm -hmm. Um, So what, what do you think when I tell you these things? Like this was my experience and this is what happened. So again, I feel you in the, you're a very trusted person to me. I know you're not going to just say like, you're not going to dramatize. I'm team dramatica. <laughs> so I, I believe what you're saying is real. Um, and, and I appreciate that you're also being very logical about it in that you recognize like this may be me bringing some projecting or me wanting to feel better about a certain thing or me wanting to feel a lightness about the room or any of it. But that's healing right what whatever perception or whatever route took you that way it's healing you feel better at the end it doesn't matter how you got there so that makes me feel like it could be worth a, a venture i don't know if i'm down to fucking smoke the pipa and and be down for 12 hours with <laughs> like you know three dozen eggs but you might be a different you could be like two hours and like, oh, good, you're done. I, I'm pretty sure I'm more fucked up. Than you. Um, you know what? I'm not to be determined later. TBD. Well, when I walked in the office after, because I was not. You in, were not there. In the office right. when this whole thing happened. And several days later, I walked into the office and I was like, why is there a lemon on the floor? <laughs> <laughs> like, did somebody have a Chilton without me? And just like the party got wild. What happened? Yes. 
Um, and you know, to, you know, to be honest, there was a lot more that happened. Like I'm giving some right. very yeah. general, like specific, general specifics is what I'm doing. <laughs> I didn't want to give all of the things that were involved in it because like in my mind, it's like, I'm releasing that energy, but I want to keep some of those pieces to myself of what went on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was homework that was involved uh, after and with regards to the full moon and the new moon and stuff like that. And and just some things that, that were said about my life and my path um, that were super interesting. And, you know, some of those pieces I'm going to keep to myself. But suffice it to say, and I went into more depth with you personally about the things that mm-hmm. were in the glasses that they were looking at the at the egg and I definitely would do this again maybe not I, mm. I don't know that I would do it with any like on my yearly cleanse mm. but I would do it again I, I think I would do it for the office again like a yearly mm. thing for the office to be done especially right before the heaviest part of our work and um you know I, I would suggest you do it but you know like to each their own. Like if you feel that the energy that you have accumulated thus far, you can deal with, or you know how to do it yourself. Cause some people are self healers. Like they can, right. you know, sure. sweep themselves and that's mm-hmm. great. Um, but it was a very interesting, very interesting journey. I love it. No, I, I, I am very tempted. I think it does scare me a little bit. Uh, and I've hesitated to call this person. Um, Another curiosity of mine is, do you, so you said I would do it again. Did you get the sense that it was like, um, I don't know, like a chiropractor, like, okay, well, I'm going to need to see you in a month because you're going to have, you know, this other thing happening. No, they never said, um, come back to me and I Mm. need to see you in two weeks or anything. In fact, they called several times to just check in on how I was doing Mm. and, um, and that felt genuine. And me. that felt genuine. Like okay. really just just at, like a genuine curiosity of like, how are you feeling? Hmm. Okay. Well, well uh, to be determined, Bocha fans, we will bum, we'll bum, see where bum. this journey takes us. Ooh, I'm ex- I'm I am excited if you do it just to see what your take is on it. Yeah. And of course, we'd love to hear from other folks who may have yeah. had this in their life. Like there's got to be some stories that you all have, if not personal that mm-hmm. you've heard from family and from different generations. Or if you are a new school curandero, curandera. Yeah, what does that look like? Yeah, what in, living in this world in this time, what is uh what is that for you? Cuz so one of the pieces of the the energy, right? Like the mal de ojo the things that I have heard and read and just like, okay, is it really just evil eye? Mm-hmm. But it kind of is an umbrella from what I understand to include things like envy. And mm-hmm. it's, it may not be intentional. Like I am intentionally trying mm-hmm. to harm you or put bad energy on you. It could be, oh, I, I really love the socks that you have on right now and I want them. And then you, they disappear in your house and I somehow end up when I go to the laundromat with an extra set, set of socks. Mm-hmm. So A, I totally believe in that kind of energy. And B, for new school curanderas, does that even translate when you're online and someone is like, mm. like someone's ex is scrolling through and happens on your on your page? Oh does that God. happen that Maybe way that's as why well? We're all jacked up. I'm what? just saying. So I'm I'm wondering could, if that could possibly. This has not happened to me in a very long time, but I do recall on several instances I have very very straight 
mostly <laughs> shiny hair. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> yes, straight jeans all throughout the body <laughs> and the hair, very straight. Um, straight, straight hair, and it is pretty thick. And I, as a teenager and a little kid, would have people come up to me and say, I need to touch your hair so I don't give you ojo. Because they were envying my hair mm-hmm. and they didn't want to put the maleojo on me. So it was like a release of the, I'm going to touch it so that I'm, I can satisfy my energy need. Um, and you, you won't have anything bad happen to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, several occasions mm-hmm. that that happened to me as a youth. It has not happened in adulthood. I don't know what that's about. Um, maybe my hair is nasty now. Or <laughs> you are, you stepped out of a Pantene commercial. I just Jimmy don't Brink. leave the house. I don't know for anyone to touch it. I have a resting bitch face that I didn't have acquired at that young age. I don't know, but something's going on where that hasn't happened in a long time. But so, yeah, I'm, I'm curious about that. I'm yeah. curious, you know, the virtual world. Yeah. The virtual world. How much of that is like, interesting? Mm-hmm. and how much of that do we unintentionally mm-hmm. put out in that world? Mm-hmm sending my ojo through the interwebs i know if someone's missing a pair of timberlands that was me and i'm sorry i got your air force one sorry not sorry oopsie (laughs) oh my goodness limpias the cleanse but yes if you all have stories yeah definitely let us know because um that there's it's super interesting i totally believe in the power of the energy we put out into the universe agreed and i would do it again and I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving from curanderas to education. And it's a very specific education piece, right, Charlene? Yes. Very interestingly, I uh, I don't even really think that as a person living in New Mexico, I was quite aware that this had happened. But then on several sites that I follow, um, several Instagram pages that I follow, and even just like CNN um, were like, hey, New Mexico, New Mexico leading the way, which is never a headline. Right. Uh, so I was like, what the fuck did we do now? Um, I am really saying the F word tonight. I have been riled up all day. So listeners, I apologize. Kids, headphones, <laughs> earplugs, whatever. Not safe for work. Uh, I apologize. I, sh- I should have given a disclaimer at the beginning of the episode that I have been riled up all day. Um, Energy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the Opportunity Scholarship Act passed in New Mexico within the last few weeks. Um, and this is really being touted as an opportunity for everyone to get higher education, to go to college for free. Right. Asterisk. Asterisk. Right. So, and when Bernie Sanders talks about something that happened in another state that he's lauding, it mm-hmm. it brought attention. Grandpa Bernie. Right. When it passed originally in, and it, it, it there was a lot of discussion about it, mm-hmm. who was going to be able to take advantage of this. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is the this that we're talking about? So A, uh, it came from oil money. Let's be incredibly clear. New Mexico gets a lot of its budget from mm-hmm. the oil industry because we have parts of our state that get oil that that there's some uh i don't even know like you don't mine oil i don't know you pump it what oil it's fracking it's fracking. <laughs> that's natural gas oh. uh um so we got that this money f- and we had an excess in our budget of it so one of the initiatives of the governor for this past legislative session was to ensure that there was an opportunity for 
people who were going on to secondary education, and it didn't have to be specifically a university or a um, or like a, an associate's degree, a, a community college. It could be a, a trade that you're learning, mm-hmm. but wanted folks to have an opportunity, folks with an asterisk, to get their secondary education. Yeah, this is seventy-five million dollars that's coming from general appropriations, um, which they're they're estimating would support up to about thirty-five thousand students. Right, that's a lot of people. It's it's a lot of people, mm-hmm. and. There are some asterisks around who I keep saying that because it's true. Like not everybody, I can't go back to school. I already have a bachelor's degree. I can't go back. So if to you school. already have a degree, you don't count. If you already have a bachelor's or an associate's, so you're not qualified. You, you don't qualify. Don't qualify. Mm-hmm. You have, you to, have be to be a resident. Wait, you have you to don't be- have to be brand new. So you can have started classes but not terminate. Ter- terminated a degree (laughs) (laughs) but it not have resulted in a degree so I took a few classes I maybe got halfway through a degree program didn't leave with the actual degree you could go back now correct under this and finish yes Mm -hmm. um and so and you have to be a resident and what that means for us is you have to have lived here at least a year so does this mean that you know People of differing immigrant statuses can have access to this. Yes, you don't have to be a citizen. Mm-hmm. Does it mean someone who has who's here on their uh, visa getting their education, who's not quite finished with uh, with whatever secondary education they're in? Yes, they have they have the opportunity to go. Does this mean that other child, other youth, right? So, for instance, my kids. Can they go? Your son? Can he go? Yes. Right. Graduating from a New Mexico high school. Boom. Right. right. Automatically in. Mm -hmm. Um, And in the case of like our two older kids, they gave it a test run in in university. It wasn't for them. Mm -hmm. They moved on to other things. But this could be an opportunity for them to go back and have their tuition paid. And it's not, it is not like you're getting your tuition plus your meals and your housing, a car, a goat and things. (laughs) This is up to 100% of tuition mm-hmm. and um and oh there was a t- there was a term in there that was like um very specific to like uh other fees required fees is what mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. so the student union fee and the i wear chanclas fee i don't know what it is but they have very specific fees sure. that are not considered tuition but that the university or trade school charges for x y and z mm-hmm. it does not go towards books it does not go towards your brand new wardrobe so you look amazing on campus. <laughs> this does not go for any of that. I know they were talking about, though, that this uh, this comes into play. You can combine it with other scholarships that you may have, mm-hmm. which can so you can double, triple, whatever the aid that you're receiving and sort of stack the things so that you are paying for what you need to have paid for. Well, sure, because it costs just to live and eat. Right. Not everybody has a full scholarship that'll be able to pay for you to live on campus or to mm-hmm. have the meal plan mm-hmm. or even live at home and contribute to food and stuff or get to class or get or, to class, yeah. pay for your, your car insurance or any, or gas or anything like that. Right. So can this be used with other things? Sure. This goes directly towards your tuition. And then if you have like a Pell Grant or something else that could possibly be used for those other pieces, then yeah, you could stack it. But um, at the very least, you have your tuition covered. Mm-hmm. So this is incredibly helpful for um, 
our newly graduating Mm -hmm. kids. I don't think the the boys are sold on going back to school, but they can (laughs) if they want. Um, But the bigger question for you is because the nation has been talking about this and like, look at what New Mexico is doing. Is this an answer? Dun, dun, dun. And I think a lot of, like I was saying, a lot of the folks that I followed that are very Latine focused were like, this is like the leg up that black, brown, indigenous people needed to be able to get that free education. We're talking about nationally, we've been on this, um, you know, just forgive student loans. People should be able to go to school. We should be able. So this feels like, hey, this is like an answer to that dilemma. This is finally somebody doing something to make sure that whoever asterisk wants to go to college (laughs) can go. Mm -hmm. Is that the reality of this scholarship? The other thing I will say that that was thoughtful in uh, in the legislation is that they're also considering um, the training certificates. Mm -hmm. So it's not just the bachelors, the masters, whatever. It is also training certificates because a lot of, and and you mentioned this, but a lot of people don't want to do the whole two year or whatever. And frankly, is that even a thing anymore? Like, do you need that degree to get, you know, that $2 million a week influencer job? I don't know. (laughs) I will never know. I mean, sometimes it is and sometimes it's not. It it just kind of depends. There, We've seen like, and yes, these are white examples, like Bill Gates didn't finish college. Exactly. But um, also, those are white examples. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are some folks who we know, like, would I have been hired for any of my positions without a degree right. attached? Right. I'm not sure that I would have. Mm-hmm. Um, so, th- you know, can you survive without a degree of some sort? We're also talking earlier about the internet and has it made us smarter? Has it made us more reliant (laughs) and all these? But there are people who are not just using TikTok to get a laugh before they go to bed, you know, are using the internet to teach themselves coding skills, Mm -hmm. are using the internet to build a business, are using the internet for really smart ways to share their value, share their expertise, share what they know and make money on it. Right. And that does not necessarily require a degree. So, right. Um, I pose it to you, Kat. Is this the answer? This is not the answer. Oh, and why? So two, two big reasons. I think the educational piece is something that you can speak to the most as a person who used to be a teacher, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. I will get there. I will go, the, I will take the easy answer for 100, Alex, mm-hmm. and say that this is not the answer because the money that we are using for this is finite. It's finite because oil mm-hmm. will eventually end. Wait, but also, what? Well, I know. Bum, bum, bum. Do you mean that this is a non-renewable source of non-renewable. energy? Non-renewable. Once we've sucked all of the oil out with our popotes, that's it. But also, the price of oil is dependent not on how much we're actually selling it, but how much nation or worldwide the cost of a barrel is. Mm-hmm. So in years where the cost of, and this happened not too long ago, where we had to reshuffle all of the things and start pulling money here and there because we were running in a deficit. Mm-hmm. So oil as is... As a state. Right? As a state. So oil is not going to be the answer, even if we had... Even if it was unlimited, Charlene, because of the way the, the, the cost of it is volatile on the market worldwide, mm-hmm. it is not a sus- sustainable uh, amount of money that we are going to get 
each and every year. It is in flux. Have you told the people that run the state that? Do they know? Not at all. Okay. I mean, it was discussed. Mm -hmm. And the reality is that they know, like, okay, (laughs) we get it that this is not going to be, this might not get my, this might not get someone all four years through or all two years through. This will happen until the money kind of runs dry. Mm -hmm. But in the interim, can this be the catalyst for other folks to get to? So does this help? I mean... Maybe we'll we'll see if this really is a catalyst for long-term sure. learning, but is this sustainable? Absolutely not. So you 35,000 people better enjoy your first semester because... <laughs> <laughs> your first year. Your first year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Uh, we've, it, we've already have the money in the coffers for this piece, for okay. the first year at the very there least. There you go. First year. So... Get it over with. At the very least, we have one year. Take 17 classes. <laughs> right? I told, I told our kids, like, go to UNM. <laughs> This is going to be the only time it'll be completely paid. So from a teaching perspective, though. So I, my experiences in elementary education, um, I did a little, I did a little stint in high school ed, which I loved, thought I would hate. Um, And I also did a little bit of, uh, taught a couple of classes, not even courses, like individual classes as a graduate school student. Um, the problem is we got to get our kids through public school Mm. before they can go to the university. Mm -hmm. And when they get to the university, they have to be ready to succeed there. Even if it's free, if they don't have the skills, even if every possible detail has been paid, you are giving this, you can be paying this person a salary to attend school. If they are not ready to be there, because they do not have the background knowledge that it takes, because they do not have the academic vocabulary that is now required, because they do not have the stamina to read the amount of text that is going to be put in front of them, or the coping skills to skim and figure out these are the important parts and I need to prioritize these assignments because this is where I need to spend the most time. If they do not have those skills, if we are not investing at an early age, then they're gonna, when the money's done after that first year, they're going to be done too. Because right. that GPA that they're required to keep is not going to be there. Because the desire to be in an environment that doesn't support them as a whole person is not going to be there. So I get it. This is great. And I am sure that the legislators and the people who drafted these bills that got to this point are extraordinarily proud of themselves. And I applaud them. And I say, it has to be systemic. It has to start from the beginning. It has to begin with our early education it has to begin with and and even that that's a whole other you know we put money in early education and research tells us that when you force kids at three and four years old to memorize and learn how to read and it sounds great and oh my god they're already reading at a first grade level and they're only four a lot of times by third or fourth grade 
they plateau or they fail to continue to develop skills because the part they missed when they were memorizing things is learning how to be a human and share and be a citizen and play and use an imagination and develop coping skills. So it's very complicated and throwing money at the issue and not that this is throwing money. It's thoughtful. It's an attempt and I get it. It cannot happen in isolation. Yes, absolutely. And I think that's that's the piece that I look at just as a as a parent, as a person who struggled. I w- I I excelled at high school. Like for me it was like, okay, I can do this. This is not a problem. I got to college and I was like, how did I think I was smart and in any other yes. period of time in my life? Someone mm-hmm. was lying to me mm-hmm. because I'm struggling. Yep. And it took me several years. It really wasn't until my fifth year, I was a fifth year senior, when Mm. it clicked and I was like, okay, now I'm capable. Now I can take 17 credit hours and get straight A's Mm -hmm. and be on the dean's list. I struggled the first several years for a variety of reasons, right? Like it was leaving home, it was leaving a whole state. But um, even if folks graduating now if they don't stay in the same city and they go elsewhere, like let's say you do go to UNM or Eastern New Mexico or whatever, and you're from Mm -hmm. Doniana County or another part of the state, like Mm -hmm. there is still a struggle. You're still not with your family. You still don't have that backbone and you're still trying to feel your way through in the context of young adults and adults Mm -hmm. in the same place with the same kind of level of expectations Mm -hmm. and you're a greenhorn and throwing money at that um like you said that's not the entire answer and 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 like you said the thought process is nice what Mm -hmm. else are they going to do to help in that right because the reality is is new mexico is either dead last or next to last in education thank god for mississippi right yeah and that's you know if you're even if you are a straight A you are the valedictorian of your high school graduating class it is radically different that Mm -hmm. you like there's no mom can make an excuse for me or or guardian can make an excuse for me Mm -hmm. um consequences for skipping um you know talking yourself out of a situation that shit don't work no more Mm -hmm. you either fail or you don't. Well, and just the level of education that you received in comparison to the expectation when you get to a school that is outside of the state with children who were in a public school system that's ranked 10th in the nation, not 49th. What skill set are you bringing that can compete? And how much more work is it going to be for you to remain at the level where you are considered successful? And um, it's a lot. I have high hopes, honestly, Kat. I have really, really high hopes for folks that are returning students, people who have been on the workforce, people who have life experience, people who have done a couple of classes, knew it wasn't for them at the time and are ready to go back. Those are the people that I think can take full advantage of this and really know what they're getting themselves into and can can just make the best of this opportunity that that's who i hope gets to do this and you know what if there are kids out there who are fresh out of high school didn't think they could go to college because of whatever financial situation their parents are in because of 
um, you know, they might be raising themselves and living on their own or with guardians or in foster care or who knows if this is their shot and they're going to make the most of it. You know what? Godspeed, man. Godspeed. But uh, we can do more. A hundred percent to to what you just said about, you know, Godspeed for those who who wouldn't have otherwise. Part of me is also like. OK, so there's the academics of a secondary education. Mm hmm. But there's also the social skill set that you get mm -hmm. in the secondary education. And is that worth right. us throwing the money at it and Fair. saying, like, go? And right. half of me is like, get out, of, get out of the routine. Get out of what you thought you were doing. Even if mm -hmm. you fail your first semester, Fair. you met new people. Mm -hmm. You have a new experience. Mm -hmm. And someone else got to pay for the bill on that. And how much is mm -hmm. that worth? Like that to me is also a priceless number because mm -hmm. if we can offer these kinds of experiences where people who wouldn't normally have gotten out of their own mm -hmm. county Love it. can go to another county and have a, even a taste of what it is to, to be in a different place, a different setting learn how to deal with other human beings, learn, meet people from different countries, that Absolutely. by itself might be worth that 75 million. Because the reality is in this state, mm -hmm. many people never get out of their out county. Of county. Absolutely. No, I, that is the ways we define success mm. can be different. It doesn't mean a degree at the end of the day all mm -hmm. the time. It doesn't mean the higher paycheck. It doesn't mean the promotion. It can mean a life experience outside of what you would have been afforded had this not been in your, you know, in your door, in your doorway. So high hopes for people. Absolutely. Take advantage. Do all the things. Yes. You know who's taking advantage and doing all of the things in this world? Please tell me. Uh, the newest justice of our mm -hmm. Supreme Court. Katanji. Yes. Katanji. So we do have a new Supreme Court justice that just happened. Of course, being installed on the court has to wait until Breyer um, mm -hmm. exits. But this was an interesting process for us, not because we haven't seen the, not because we haven't seen a Supreme Court process in the past several years, like. In the four-year presidency that Trump Trump had, we saw two Supreme Court processes, right? Mm -hmm. Two white people. Mm -hmm. And this is the first time that we've seen, obviously, for a black woman. Right. But the last time that we saw a black woman sitting in front of the ju Judiciary Committee talking about a Supreme Court justice mm -hmm. was Anita Hill mm -hmm. talking about current Justice Clarence Thomas. Right. Hmm. And that was what in ninety four, ninety thereabouts. <laughs> I know that shows how old I am. And it is just amazing to see. Not amazing. I'm cheering on our country, but it's just interesting. Interesting is a better word to see where we have gone on that path, mm -hmm. and how sometimes the treatment is still the same some good 30 years later but we have a supreme court justice so there's different parts to this right like um mm -hmm. there's the celebration part there's the process of it there's the what does it mean so i'll ask you first though like 
when you were watching this whole thing, what did it mean for you to see a black woman who was sitting there and then now getting uh, voted in by, by Congress? Oh my gosh. The celebration was huge in my heart, in my listening to her talk about not feeling like she belonged at Harvard, not feeling like she was supposed to be there, was supposed to be in these spaces, and and now sitting with this opportunity, this was before she was confirmed, right, but sitting with this opportunity to be a face for little girls and black children and people of color to say, okay, some somebody did it, right? And she can't be the only one. Like now there is a gateway for me to even dream across. So that was, and still is, that's the part that gets me because I think it is way easier to imagine that something is possible when we can see it. Mm-hmm. It is a lot harder to go through the hardship and get through the tough pieces when it's like, I don't even know if this is possible. At least this is the glimmer at the end of it that you can think, okay, you know what? She didn't think she could do it either. So maybe, maybe today I'm just going to sleep on it and I'm going to try again tomorrow. Um, I love that. I love that my daughter doesn't have to grow up in the same political world I did even as a child. That's huge. That is huge for me. There are now several elected officials who are who look like us who have grown up in barrios and neighborhoods that are not affluent and they didn't spend their you know holidays in the Catskills and all the things like we're changing shit up and it is slow and it is small but I will hold on to the little victories because that's what makes the change so I'm I'm loving the celebration part of it still good to know you're like but (laughs) you know i'm 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 so jaded i'm so jaded by the process that sometimes it's hard for me to really taste and sit with and appreciate fully the celebration of it because of just how badly she was treated and i say that not obviously i don't have the black experience and obviously the black experience is in like a million times rougher than what I would have ever dreamed of going through, right? Mm-hmm. But when they ask her those questions and question her credibility, yeah. question her integrity, goddamn question her religion, <laughs> it resonates because at every level before the current job I have, it felt like, and even sometimes with the current job I have, not by not by my peers and the work that I do, but by the people that I have to deal with, you're questioned. Do you know what you're talking about? Right. Do do you fit in here? I and that is that's exactly at that corner of of brown pride and assimilation we right. sit at all the time because we are getting asked all the time. Do you fit in here? Should and you it's, be here? Essentially, that is what they're asking her. Yeah. Everybody said, how smart, how capable, how all the things. But I, you know, on a party line vote, I don't want to vote on her. Right. Oh, my 
celebrity boyfriend Trevor Noah had the best skit where they just put all of them together. She is the smartest, most brilliant. I will be voting no. <laughs> they right. go through this whole litany of compliments and then I will be voting no. Yeah. And and it's in those instances where, where I'm like, and you cannot tell me that racism does not exist. You cannot with with any kind of, on swearing on God's Bible, you cannot tell me that racism does not exist because other folks are not treated the same way. And for me, I think I, I might not be fully and completely jaded all the way yet uh, because I hear you saying that. Like, you are questioned about whether you should be here. And, and seeing her go through that just reminds you, like, we're still in the same place. But at the end of the day, she's mm. one of nine votes. So you know what? Question me all day long because I still get my say. I will dissent like a beast and you will hear from me. Now you have to hear from me. And that to me feels like the wind at the end of the day. Yeah. I cannot wait to read her. I cannot wait. Her, um, you know, whether it's a dissent or whether it's in favor, like I cannot wait to read what her writing is yep. on some of these decisions. And they, they're not going to be on anything that's on the table now because mm-hmm. blah, 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 this, this, that, and the other. That's not the way that it works, right? But I cannot wait for us to be able to read and put to, how how is it said, dragged, dragged through filth yes. on Red to filth. Red to mm-hmm. filth Do on it. some of these Love it. other um, decisions. Yeah, I want to read that and hear that voice in there. And I thought I had it with Sonia Sotom. Not that I don't believe in her. Not that she hasn't already oh, yeah. made a stamp on something. Oh, yeah. Sometimes when I read her stuff, I'm jumping up and down oh, yeah. and like, this woman knows the things. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's also coming from a different experience that is not black, right? Mm-hmm. So wanting to read one more layer of like, most of our court is not going to get it, but I do, and I will write from that experience. I l- and, and it should be various experiences. It should be a multitude of lenses that are making these decisions based on the law and their interpretation that comes from what they've lived. It's, uh, I, I love that we're adding some literal color to the bench (laughs) um and it 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 does make me feel like she you know she got the last word so and to me the people that were asking her some of these questions that you're talking about I'm like okay is everybody looking at the character of the person asking the question because her response was always on point like didn't flinch didn't lose her cool didn't lose her temper which I don't know if that woman drinks wine, but good God, like, what did she have to do when she went home to just be like, like, did she tell her husband, like, did you see that? Like, he what? was right behind her oh the entire gosh. time. And seeing him cry made me cry. Oh, Not gonna there lie. were a couple of times that seeing the, I cried. The picture, one of the most poignant pictures of her daughters in the background watching her. And yeah. I was like done i'm gonna cry the rest of the evening yeah so one of the people that was questioning her on the judiciary committee texas i am looking at you and Mm-mm. you can do shitting better in shitting on your pillow so hard right now what the fuck ted cruz Mm-mm. what the fuck if i was chinese one day and then the next day what the fuck are you even talking about sir you're canadian where do you even go 
Mm. You don't even go here. You don't even go here. No, that it it was disturbing. Honestly, some of the questions that were asked of her were so disturbing. But again, to me, it was really showing the character. And there were a couple of um, legislators that came out and were like, "I see you, Booker. I see, oh, Booker, I see you, I see you." And and everyone sees you right now. And just know that. And just you could see the tears welling up in her eyes and trying to maintain composure Mm. and trying to not lose it because, oh my God, suddenly there's a vulnerable piece of me that's about to burst out and I still have to keep it together. That resonated with me too. Like this woman is having to be all the things all at once because if she even blinks too quickly... It will be all over every front page of the news because the scrutiny on her as a black woman is insane. Mm, mm-hmm. So to see her well up like that, that took so much uh, courage and vulnerability. I, I just, I'm, I'm really excited still. I'm in celebration mode still. I. I- I'm I'm with you in, in the celebration. Part of me is still petty and like, oh, if I ever saw Ted Cruz, I might just, I don't know. I mean, I did you not feel that before legally. this? Oh, yeah, of course I did. <laughs> yeah. This just solidified my disdain, my utter loathing of the man. Yeah. Um, if you have not, dear listener, sweet, kind listener, seen mm. the interaction on like day three or four between um, Representative uh Cory Booker and mm-hmm. um, now Justice Brown Jackson, mm-hmm. that is like 10 minutes worth your time. Yep. It really is. Yep. Not because of what he says about her, of the I see you, you are my dream, this is mm-hmm. the North Star kind of, of piece. Um, he also in his own way reads the room and, yep. and says a couple few things about his colleagues yep. uh, in, a, in a very dignified way. But the piece about that whole interaction that struck me the most was the story that she was talking about when she was in her first uh, semester at Harvard and she's walking through a courtyard, a a quad. After feeling... After feeling like, can can I do this? Yeah, I don't belong here. Yeah, I don't belong here. Can I do this? And someone else walking across doesn't even know her, Mm -hmm. but another black individual leans over and is like, persevere. And that story of that one human who gave her well, the glimmer of hope. She still doesn't know. Still doesn't. I hope that person stands up one day and is like, oh, that was me. Mm. That, that glimmer of hope is the exact glimmer of hope that she is for yep. other human beings. Maybe not to be in the legal system, not to be a lawyer, not to be a, a judge or even a justice, but the glimmer of hope that you belong to. And like Book, uh, Cory Booker had said was, even though this nation does not love me, mm-hmm. I will love it. Ugh. It's too much. That's what I expect from our politicians and, and decision makers. Get that level of dignity and integrity and vulnerability and if he comes out and does some scandalous shit in the next week i'm gonna be pissed <laughs> but for now i was gonna I'll say good say. luck on that with the rest of the politicians oh my God. no i just i love that like that's what we want to think our electeds are doing mm. right 
they're, they're doing the good work for all of us. Whether or not we agree with them, we want to think that they are out there doing their best to compromise and come up with solutions for the greater good and all the things. That's what this nation was, quote unquote, built on and built for. I want to see it. There's something that you've been saying within the last like couple weeks, and that is... Is it a cuss word? Um, probably it comes <laughs> with it. Walking into the room with integrity. Yes. And, you know, even if I disagreed with you on the politics... Yes. If you can still walk into the room with integrity... I would respect that. Absolutely. And there are some folks who think they are walking into the room with the with any amount of integrity, mm-hmm. Ted Cruz, and they are not. Yeah, I can disagree with you and respect the shit out of you. Yeah, absolutely. It is how you manage yourself mm. that is going to tell me who you are as a person. Because I guarantee you, there's something we can agree on. It might not be that decision in that moment, but if we can back it up to that big picture thing we can agree on, we can move forward. Mm. On that note, Kat. On that note. Someone said today, um, this is a great day to manifest things. Yes, it is. So I want to manifest that we have Justice Brown Jackson on the Weedy Weedy at some point. Oh, my. You know, put that out in the world mm. and be like, sit with us at the intersection of brown and black pride and assimilation. We might have a have Supreme Taco on the episode. <laughs> I don't know about Supreme Court Justice. <laughs> oh my well some things to look forward to even if we don't get justice brown jackson on the weedy weedy look there are some things that are in the works yes Um, we have things in the works one has to do with margaritas it does yes Mm -hmm. and then one has to do with doing a a live show in front of folks live show Mm -hmm. um here in las cruces we will have more information as we get all the details put together, but trust us, it is in the works. Like, in fact, we've taught, you know, Charlene is already working on the back end to get uh, the venue, and he's already asking, how many taco trucks do you need? And mm-hmm. I'm like, every single one you've got because I'm hungry. But um, <laughs> there are things supreme. in the works. Things in the works. Don't forget to keep sharing. Um, we know we have lots of followers on Instagram where we're most active. Folks are also following on Facebook, sometimes Twitter. We do have a TikTok account. Haven't yet made a TikTok, but one day. One day. Uh, but don't forget to share, subscribe, tell your homies, tell your comadres that they need to listen. Mad props. I, I will say a couple of times this weekend i got shout outs one was just from like people driving by in a car like you're from pocha podcast <laughs> my husband was like damn wow look Some at you look at you so i appreciate the folks that are listening i know we we play and say oh our five listeners we have listeners that have been with us from the beginning mm-hmm. that always send us the dms that always like our stuff that always are repping and uh we greatly appreciate you and we um we want you to be in on some of the surprises and things that are coming this year. And we really couldn't do these things without you. So when we do have this event, that means, you know, we're not just asking you to tell your homies about the podcast. Now we're asking you to bring them with you to, to, Las, Cruces. to Las Cruces so that we can do, do this live show. And again, we'll have some more details as we move forward, but we are really excited about some of the summer things that are happening. I'm most excited about Margarita's not going to lie. Mm. But... Are you ready, though? I. <clears throat> That's a no. I'm not ready. Okay. Um, it's a, yeah, I'm not ready yet. But I'm going to start practicing. Okay, well, I will just say that my margaritas are better than my tortillas, so. I'm going to lose this one. I hope so. 100%. I hope so. 
Um, you know what you don't lose out on is every month you get a new episodio on the 15th, you get a weedy weedy on the 30th, and we would appreciate if you tell all the folks and do, you know, give us a give us a review on the on Apple Podcasts or wherever other reviews are available and hit us up online. Also, I would like to say to the one person that gave us a one-star review, um, I'd like to have a conversation. It was Ted Cruz. <laughs> I mean, I think we've made plenty of enemies on this podcast, <laughs> so maybe one one-star review is. Which X of yours or mine was it? But they really brought down the they really brought down the ratio. Man. That means we got to have other homies out there who are going to bring it up. That's what I'm Come saying. on, then. Okay. All right. So you've been listening to the Pocha Podcast, Episodio 37 for April. I'm Kat. I'm Charlene, and we'll see you on the flip side. Bye.